It's time for another spicy curry hot take, the part of the show when I get just a little bit spicy. I've heard several people say recently, UGC, user-generated content, is dead, finished, done, over. And I would say to that, not a chance. Uh, bad UGC, inauthentic UGC, was always dead, right? And so maybe the days when just UGC all by itself was a hack and you could just do it and it would work, I would agree those days are over. But authentic stories from real customers will always work. I've been in this marketing game a long time. I used to do TV and radio back in the early 2000s. And I remember running into people, you know, I had, had clients that were doing direct response type advertising. And I'd hear people say, ah, testimonials, like get, get rid of it. People don't believe them anymore. Don't do testimonials. And I'm like, really? You know, like the best infomercials use testimonials. They always have, they always will, right? And so the key here is be authentic. There's no shortcuts. Getting good UGC from real customers saying real powerful things will always work. So you got to put in the work. You got to be picky then about what UGC you use, but my friends, UGC is not dead. Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce evolution podcast. I'm your host, Brett Curry, CEO of OMG Commerce. And today we're talking about ambassador programs, UGC. Is it dead? Is it not dead? Is it still effective? We're talking word of mouth, and we're talking about how to leverage all of that for continued growth for your brand. Uh, my guest today is the CEO of Get Roster, Kyle Froughton. Uh, he was introduced to me by Desiree. Uh, used to be at Shopify. Like she's one of the most connected people in e-commerce that I know. And so she connected us, and I'm like, hey, this is going to be a great topic. And so wanted to have Kyle on the show. So with that, Kyle, welcome. And how's it going, man? Thank you. It's going great. Thanks for having me. Super excited to be here. Really excited to talk about this. I, I love this topic and it's it's so interesting. You know, it's, it's been all the, the rave to look at UGC and influencer and ambassador programs. Oddly enough, it's getting a little bit of backlash right now. Like it's getting like the opposite of love from a few people. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, but lots of good things to unpack here and really excited to get your perspective on a number of key areas. Before we do that though, Kyle, what's, what's your 30-second background and how did you get into, you know, starting and developing Git Roster? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so I've been in software startups for most of my career um, and helped help grow them, um, sell them off as, as they've gotten bigger. And um, I've always been super passionate about sharing things that I love with other people. In fact, my, my wife would always get mad at me after, you know, we'd be at a party or something. I'd be there super long talking about a certain product. She's like, why, why do you have to like push this so hard? I'm like, cause I love it and I want other people yeah. to enjoy it. And so, um, you know, we you are, an, you are a natural ambassador. <laughs> I, I am, I'm a 100% natural ambassador. And, um, and I think a lot of people are actually a ton of people are. And, um, yeah, a few years ago we started, we started roster and we kind of started in, um, the more of the influencer space, but it evolved into, uh, something a little bit more authentic uh, with ambassadors, like actual users of the product. And we developed software to help brands engage with their customers and turn them into ambassadors. I have a big exclusive invite for the listeners of the e-commerce evolution podcast, OMG Commerce and our friends at Raindrop are hosting an event at the Google YouTube offices in Los Angeles at the end of March. It's called Future Proof Your Traffic, create consistent demand for your brand in a privacy first 
world. You'll learn from me and my team. You'll hear directly from Google. And you'll learn from Jacques Spitzer of Raindrop, the creative agency behind the runaway success of brands like Dr. Squatch, Shady Rays, Manscaped, and more. This event is free, but it's for brands only. And you do need to apply and be accepted to attend. Visit omgcommerce.com forward slash YouTube event. That's omgcommerce.com forward slash YouTube event. Love that approach. And and you mentioned a word a second ago. You even said this could be the word of the year. And so we're going to talk <laughs> about this a little bit. But authentic, why would you say that could potentially be the word of the year, especially related to this topic? Why yeah. is that so important? I, I mean, I think it's incredibly important. And not only could it potentially be the word of the year, but it actually was the 2023 word of the year from Merriam-Webster. Was it really? Yeah, oh, like I, I 100%. Just, <laughs> When you sent that note over, I just assumed it meant like it was your word of the year. <laughs> Miriam Webster's word of the year. Yeah, okay. this is this is legit. I'm just not making stuff up. It's one it's 100 accurate. Um, but I think it's I think it's huge. We we live in this in this world um, where artificial intelligence and deep fakes blur the lines of reality, and it, it's just people want authenticity these days. They don't, we don't even know what's real and when we but, but we recognize it when we see it. When we see something authentic, you always know. If something's not real, it's like, well, maybe it could be. You try to figure it out. You just instantly know when something is real and authentic. Uh, and I think it's important, especially when it comes to building a brand, when it comes to um, advertising, when it comes to any any type of way that you're trying to interact with a consumer, authenticity is absolutely critical. Yeah. And I just finished a a book by Malcolm Gladwell, one of my favorite authors called Blink. And it's called Thinking Without Thinking, the, the the ways we can make snap judgments and often be very right. And uh, you got to read the whole book because there's obviously some ways that our initial impressions can be very, very wrong. And so, uh, you know, it's not just to say I instantly know everything uh, when I see it, but we think we know uh, what's authentic or not. And sometimes we can't explain it but we can feel it. I can feel it when I see a testimonial. Is that a real user? Is that not a real user? Uh, right. Usually we can just tell. And and I kind of tease this uh, as we were you know, doing the intro of the show, but I've had even some, some close friends of mine who've been in the game for a while saying, I think UGC is dead. I think it's dead. And I'm like, Come on, bro. Like it's UGC's not dead. But I've been I've been in this game a long time and I did some TV back in the day, had several clients that ran infomercials. And every now and then you'd hear people say, Yeah, don't do testimonials. Like, don't get real customers on camera because nobody believes those anymore. And this was like in 2002 or something. Yeah, and I'm like, Yeah, no, that's actually not true. Like that's a, that's almost like saying, Yeah, we don't don't give personal recommendations to anyone anymore because no one trusts them anymore. But it's, it comes down to authenticity. Is it a real story? Does it ring true? Is it a powerful UGC and a powerful testimony? If it is, then people are all ears. I, I think that's absolutely true. And we, we, can, we can see it like any time that someone's talking, like if you see any kind of an advertisement, right? And, and UGC is a, is a form of advertising for sure, but it's like, you know if people are actual users of the product or not, right? Like um, pick, pick anything. If you're an outdoor sports person, maybe you run um, run outdoors, you do trail running and stuff like that. You, you, you can recognize people who are authentic trail runners who actually use the products that they're talking about. And so I think it's, it's dead in the fact that like, I think people who say it's dead have never experienced true authentic UGC. It's like they, they, they found um, or, or paid influencers to create what they're ca- calling UGC. But I think there's a difference between, um, you know, 
like a, a macro big influencer who you're paying tons of money to create content to versus someone who is offering their content to you almost for free. Uh, maybe it's completely free because of a love of the product, right? You see people post about this stuff all the time in their environment and the areas that they love, and they'll mention the brands that they're using. The way you know, I, I'm I'm super into um, the outdoors and into trail running, so I'm using that as an example, right? But when I see people uh, post or or my friends or peers post about that kind of stuff, they're they're in their element and they'll talk about the gear they use to get them there because they love it, and and that is very authentic. And I can tell. In fact, I'll, I'll even see that. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I've got to try that. I've had my own Absolutely. for a long time. And now all of a sudden, like that's what puts me over the edge. Yeah. And you can tell when someone's not in their element, right? I, I was uh, working with this, this brand and doing some consulting and we were helping with Google ads and stuff. And I won't mention the celebrity or the brand because I don't want to embarrass anybody, but they were showing me this video of a pretty well-known celebrity that was like in the kitchen cutting fruit and doing stuff like to, to tee up this product. Yeah. And you could tell like this celebrity did not spend much time in the kitchen. It was almost yeah. like they were holding the knife backwards. <laughs> I'm like, this, this feels so stage and inauthentic. Now, someone may pay attention because it's a celebrity, but it's like, nah, this is not their element. This was probably not the right pick. Yeah, that's, I think that's what it is, is you have to find people who are in their element. So I think it's, I think it's super important for, for brands these days to find their actual users, like their, their customers, the people who utilize the product on a regular basis and engage with them. They will give you the most authentic content you could ever possibly have. And, and our, our eyes are trained for that sort of stuff. I mean, we know that more and more eyeballs are on social media than ever. We're not typically out reading blogs anymore about the top, you know, bikes of 2024. We're, we're finding this stuff on social. And if you're anything like me, if I'm, if I'm scrolling social media, I, my eyes have now been trained to skip over inauthentic content. Like if, if I'm just scrolling really fast and all of a sudden I see a post from a friend, it might not be talking about any kind of product at all. It's just a post about their family. Like I'm able to stop because it just, the picture looks different. I'm not reading the names and not seeing that stuff. It just looks real. And so I stop and I pause and I, I'll go back. And so when you get that kind of stuff happening and people are talking about your brands, it becomes super, super powerful um, for a brand. And so I, I, firmly believe that every brand needs to be adding this to their their arsenal. It needs to become a pillar in your your go-to-market tools. And that is utilizing nano or micro influencers, the the small people, the the, the ones with hardly any followers, um, you know, in comparison to the the millions of followers, that you have to be able to utilize those people in order to help spread word of mouth marketing and get that authentic content. Love it. And so let, let's actually talk about word of mouth for a minute because, you know, if you if you go and talk to local business owner, local retail shop, local service provider, and you ask, hey, what's your most effective form of advertising? My guess is they'll say word of mouth, right? Word of mouth is like that. That's tried and true. That's how great businesses grow. That's also how you kind of know if you got a good product and you got, you got a good thing going as if there's word of mouth. But how do we create that same effect? How do we, how do we stimulate word of mouth through ambassador programs and things like that? Because word of mouth is powerful but word of mouth can also be kind of slow and so how do we stimulate that yeah uh, that's that's a great question and i think you know if you look at word of mouth that you the example you gave is fantastic and it's always been something that i think a lot of businesses have said is super powerful form like oh that's my best it's my best form of advertising or they at least say i want it to be my top form yeah of advertising like everyone aspires to have that be their number one but there's no way to track it 
Um, there's no way to really understand how powerful it is. And as we've evolved, um, you know, as, as a society, what's, and this is actually kind of, kind of sad, I guess, but, you know, people communicate now word of like any kind of word of mouth on social, right? Like I think my, my, my kids, my teenage kids and they're, they're the majority of their interactions are all on Snapchat Digital, or on yeah. some kind of social sure. media, right? Like they don't, they don't just talk face to face all that often, unless they're at school, they, they find ways to do it through technology. And we have to be able to adapt to that as brands. We have to be able to do the exact same thing. And so there are people out there right now talking about your brand, any brand that has already, you know, established some product market fit and you've got a handful of customers, you will have customers that are absolutely passionate about your product. And even if there's lots of competitors in the space, like I think of how many different athletic shorts are are out there right now, uh, different brands, they have very passionate customers, every single one of them, all thousand different companies have these passionate customers. And you've got to be able to find those people and you want them to start spreading the word of mouth, especially on social, because that's where people are. That's where the eyeballs are now. That's where, where people are connecting and learning more about, um, you know, their, their friends and what their friends do and what their friends use and then what they want to start using. And so I think you have to be able to utilize social media to spread word of mouth in, in today's economy. I think it's absolutely critical. What what are some what are some strategies or some approaches to help facilitate that? Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing is as a brand, you've got to be able to find out who who are your most loyal and passionate customers. And that's and that's super simple. You can pull reports from your your e-commerce um, site and you can see who's buying the most frequently, who's buying the most often, uh, or or the most product. Yeah, kind of your RFM reports, right? Your re- recency, frequency, and monetary value. So yeah, like who's bought most recently, who buys the most, and who buy who buys the most often, and who buys the most quantity. Yeah, both both of those things are super important. You and you engage with those people and and oftentimes you'll you'll reach out to them and one they're, they're honored that you, they'd reach out to you because they're clearly a fan of your product. And just like anyone else, these people want connection um, and they want to feel like they're a part of your brand. I mean, put yourself in their shoes. If you have a brand that you love and they reached out and you're not some big mega influencer and they're like, I would love to be able to get your help in spreading, spreading the gospel of insert your brand here, right? Yeah, like, it's a big deal, man. It, it's huge. That, 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 that feels that feels like a I'm a real VIP, not just like a you're sending me a VIP email because you want me to buy more. Like I feel like pretty that's important. Exactly right. In fact, so much so that you know, if you look and and I'm I'm not knocking on influencers because I think that's an important strategy for people to have. Like they they should have a, a, a complete influencer strategy. But when you look at ambassadors, they're very very different. Um, in that they're super proud to be an ambassador of your brand. They'll even post like in their social bio that they are an ambassador for your brand. They're, they're so excited about it. And they'll look for opportunities to post and mention and tag your brand uh, and use whatever hashtags you have. But what you, what you do is there, there's these people, like I said, they're out talking about your brand anyways. What an ambassador program is going to help your brand do is take control of the narrative of what they're saying. It's like, I have, um, I have lots of brands that I love and I'm talking about them constantly and I'm doing it in my own way, which is totally fine. But if someone gave me a little guidance or like, Hey, focus on some of these areas over here. Like we've got this new line out and you've been using the other one. We would love for you to talk about the new line that we have. I'm more than happy to talk about it, especially if I'm a user of it. Um, but I think that's the key is brand as a brand, you have to be able to take control of the narrative in today's 
conversations that are happening across social. And it's really easy to do. Um, and it's really easy to keep track of as well and to see what kind of impacts it's having on, uh, on your sales. Yeah. And so uh, talk about that just a little bit. Influencer program for versus the ambassador program. I'm assuming with that, the difference, the, the way you guys define it is influencers could be people that are kind of outside your brand and you're reaching out to them, yeah. hoping that they'll want to talk about it. Ambassadors, those are your best customers that you're kind of turning into micro or nano influencers. Yeah, I think I that's that's really what, what it is. And it can be the, the lines can be kind of blurred, right? Sure. We think yeah. about we've got affiliates and we've got ambassadors and we've got professional athletes or just professionals in general. And then we've got influencers. I mean, this is, this is what creates like your community. These are all ambassadors to a certain extent, but each one of these areas is starting to become more and more defined. And the way that I've always defined an ambassador is just that it's someone who is already a customer of yours. You're not reaching out to them and product seeding, you know, sending them some free product in hopes that they'll make a post, or you're not signing a contract with them up front saying, I'm going to pay you $10,000. I want you to post about this. You're going to send me your content and then I'm going to approve it. Once I approve it, then you can go ahead and post it. That to me, that's more of the traditional influencer. An ambassador is someone who you say, great. I think that you have, um, you know, a great uh, deal of influence amongst your sphere of friends. And if, if you look at it, a, a nano or a micro influencer, their engagement rates are significantly higher than yes. what an influencer yep. would be. And that makes a lot of sense, right? Like you can't have someone who has millions of followers get millions of, of likes and millions of comments and millions right. of saves, all that sort of stuff. But if I have, I'll just use myself as an example of this. I have like 500 followers on Instagram, right? Um, if I saw any one of my followers at the grocery store, I would go up and say hi to them and we'd have a conversation because we actually all know each other um, for, for the most part. Um, and and that, there's a huge difference there because I have a ton of pool and influence with them. Most of, most of the people um, for a person like me, and there are millions of us out there, we're my friends are in the same demographic as me. We have the same types of interests. And so with those things, I have a lot of pull and say in, and um, influence on what my friends will actually buy, especially if they're in the market, right? Like we share, we share things all of the time with each other and it leads to, to purchases. So, so that's, that's the type of thing that you need for your brand, I think in order to grow, especially in today's, today's current marketplace. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it's nice because rather than trying, like when, when I talk to brands who are trying to find an influencer, there's a lot of angst over, am I choosing the right one? Because sure. it's a really big investment. And if we get it wrong, it's going to cost us a ton of money and it can be off brand. And then we got to find someone else and we're going to commit yeah. for a certain amount of time ambassadors is different in that you're trying to get as many of them as you can. If you have hundreds, yeah. wonderful. If you have thousands, that's great. And then it becomes kind of that VIP club, as you'd mentioned right. before, for your brand where we, we have, or I know of brands that have tens of thousands of people lining up, trying to become an official ambassador because it, it does make them part of a very exclusive club and yeah. they don't care how many followers they have. They just care about, are you going to 
make the social posts that we're asking of you? Um, Are you going to do all of the other asks that we have? Because there's a lot of things that are valuable to a brand uh, beyond just a social post. Maybe there's some social swarming that you want to have happen. Maybe there's some support for the stuff that your brand Uh, is. Talk talk about social swarming. What do you mean? Uh, so, So maybe there's a post that you, let's say there's an ambassador that makes a post and you as a brand think it's awesome. You you love it. And you can see that it's getting a lot of traction. You could reach out to your ambassadors at that point and say, hey, we would love for you to go and like and comment on this post. And because your ambassadors love you, they love your brand. They want to feel connected to you. And and maybe, you know, you're going to give them a, as an ambassador, you're going to give them a a certain discount or they can earn some rewards, right? Um, They're very, very happy to go out and do that sort of stuff. And so now you can kind of impact that algorithm where all of a sudden it goes from, hey, this was getting a few thousand likes to now this is getting tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands of likes because all of all of your ambassadors are are um, liking or commenting or sharing yep. that um, helps fuel the, the fire and, and stories, whatever it may be. It just starts taking off, and then all of their friends start to see it. And and so it's really just the whole strength and numbers concept. Like you can yep. have one person, but you're you're putting a lot on that one person, or maybe the the very few. Um, macro influencers sure, you're sure. engaging with. Or you can say, I'm going to spread this across everything. I'm going to diversify my investment, uh, which we all know is a good thing to do. And yep. say, I'm going to have hundreds or thousands of people doing this stuff for me. And right. and then you 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 get the same results. You get the same kind of reach as a single macro influencer would have, but it's across yep. all sorts of different people. And you've got a completely different demographic and a much higher engagement. And what I would argue is a, a much deeper pool um, from an influence standpoint. Yeah, and, and uh, really, I think that the approach you just outlined, I think that's the way to approach influencer marketing if you want to go down that route, which I think is very valid. And if you want to look at ambassadors, right? So I did an interview recently with my buddy, Cody Wittick from, from Kinship. He and Taylor run that agency and they focus on micro-influencers, right? Yeah. We're not looking for one or two. We're looking for a whole bunch and we don't know which ones are going to take off, which ones aren't, but we're seeding and we're getting a lot of influencers. Yeah. Kind of the same with ambassadors. And what's cool is, you know, the way you described it, where you've got friends and people that look to you for recommendations. Uh, it's kind of fun. I think you and I are similar in that regard. I, I've got several close friends that know what I do for a living, obviously. And they know that I'm, you know, talking to brands and I'm, I'm trying products because we're, you know, going to do some advertising on YouTube or Google or Amazon or whatever. So they're always like, hey, what, what, have, you, what have you tried that's new? What do you like? What do you like? Yeah. You know, and, uh, and I'm always re- very honest, obviously, because it's, it's uh, behind closed doors. But I'll be like, yeah, I tried this product. I didn't like it, but someone else on my team did, or I, did, I tried this product. It was awesome. Like, you got to give it a go. But yeah. you've got, you as a brand, you have people like that that are part of your customer list, right? Where if you just encourage them and help them and gave them tools and gave them the ability and incentivize it a little bit, yeah, they would become an ambassador and it could be, you know, you do that enough times and it's a game changer. Yeah, and it, it, will, it will absolutely take off. But I think that every brand has, established brands have thousands of these people that are just like you and me who want to share like it's just i i view it as like um i always talk to my kids about this like a a big piece of chocolate cake right like i can go into my room and eat a piece of chocolate cake by myself and not share it with anybody but that's just not very fun like it's not nearly as enjoyable that's what you do with cake right cake you share like yeah to be shared so you sit down you enjoy it with someone you talk about how great it tastes you 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 know get that little sugar dopamine hit and everyone feels really happy together i think it's the same way about your products like you love to share the things that you truly enjoy with other people it's just a matter of finding them and then asking them 
for, for help. And then they are going to feel so much more connected to you. The other thing that I think is, is super intriguing about this topic is that when someone becomes an ambassador of a brand, their purchases of your product increase dramatically. For sure. Right. Sure. Like, because all of a sudden they're going, oh my gosh, like, yeah, I'm like kind of part of the team here. I'm not an employee, but I'm, I'm part of, I'm part of this brand now. I feel actually connected to this brand. And then if you look at all of the other things that go along with that, when a, when a ambassador or, or anybody for that matter recommends your, your product, the person that they recommend your product to will purchase, and, and this is an actual statistic, will purchase 200 times or excuse me, 200% more than what they would otherwise just coming in through any other method. And there, and you think about it, it's because there's instant trust. Like if we're trying yep, a brand yep. for the very first time, I'm this way anyways, I, I, I'm a little hesitant to just go all in because I'm like, I, I don't know much about it other than it looks really cool and interesting. But if I have a friend that's told me about that brand, I'm like, yeah. it's good. It's totally right. good. I, want, I know I'm going to get it. That's a, that's a huge thing now too, right? Like I'm going to actually receive my product. Um, it's going to be good quality. And so I'm willing to buy three or four items as opposed to just one on that initial purchase. And then the people that you recommend not only will buy more upfront, but they will their lifetime value increases significantly as well. Right. They'll right. come back time after time. They'll, They'll be more likely to refer uh, as well. Be, yes. Those people are more likely to become ambassadors for your brand as well. Like all of that stuff is amazing for you as a yeah. brand. That's the stuff that every brand dreams of having. And it's, it's right there at your fingertips. It's just a matter of knowing and understanding how to engage with these people and knowing what to ask them to do so that it is beneficial. Cool. So let's talk about that. What what are what are some of the things we should do? How do we how do we ask someone to become an ambassador? Yeah. How do we equip them and make it easy for them to to be effective as an ambassador? What yeah. are some tips there? Yeah, and I, I think so. I think every brand is going to approach this stuff differently. And I'll just share with you examples that I've seen um, over my career. And some people try to make it a super exclusive program. I personally feel like if someone approaches your brand and says, "I would like to work with you." You don't want to turn them away. You don't want to say no, because all of a sudden they're going to sour on your brand just a little yeah, bit. Whereas yeah. like, God, I got rejected by them and maybe someone else will say yes to me. So I always recommend to, to brands to kind of have what I would call a farm league type of a program where it's like, look, anyone can get into this. Like it's a tryout. You're going to come in. We're going to ask you to do certain things. If you perform well and do all the asks, then like you can get elevated. If you're, if you're good enough, you can get into like a more exclusive, I guess, uh, ambassador program. But what, what we see brands do all the time is they'll, they'll, um, obviously post about it on their website and on their socials. That's, that's the easiest thing. And then as part of like their post purchase, um, landing page, they'll announce, we've got an ambassador program. Would you like to join it? And they'll talk about the different perks that come from it. Um, and, and the other thing too, that I'd like to just mention is the perks don't have to be crazy. Like you don't have to give away right. a, on a free product. You don't have to give stupid discounts. Some of the things that people like the very most, you know, speaking of authenticity is like, hey, you're going to get an opportunity to product test some of the new things that we have coming out. You're going to have an opportunity to meet with some of our product uh, managers so that you can give input into future future things that we're coming out with and your, your say matters, that kind of stuff makes people feel incredibly important. And, and surprisingly, they'll do even more for that type of a reward, which costs you nothing as a brand. Yeah, um, yeah. And in fact, it's only beneficial. In fact, yeah. In fact, you're, you're getting good feedback, right? But pe people want to be valued and people want to be heard. And so just giving them a voice yeah. and just saying, I want to hear from you, you're important. Like that's, that says more than a, you know, little freebie. Yeah. 
Exactly. And so so that's a that's a post purchase uh, landing page, and then always have on on the bottom of your website, you know, down on the footers, become an ambassador. Have something about that where they can click and they can become what well, like learn more about your ambassador pro- program. That sort of stuff you can put inserts into all of your your packages. You can put stuff on the labels about joining your ambassador program. The little QR code that will take them right there. There's a lot of ways to engage with those people. And then the other ways is if you're targeting, you know, we mentioned this stuff earlier. If you're looking through your reports and finding who's buying the most, who's buying the most frequently, then the outreach to them specifically. And if, and if a brand is out, you know, doing outreach to their customers, their customers are usually super stoked. Like response rates are really, really high for those things. Um, so I think there's a lot of different ways. It's, it's pretty simple, but it, you know, I'd say the easiest thing that anyone can do is just figure out what you want your ambassador program to look like. What would, and, and that's, really important. Um, if I, if I can just tangent on this for a second, absolutely. One thing that I've seen too, is that brands don't really put themselves in their customer shoes. Like what yeah. would get you motivated to right. be an ambassador for a brand? Not what makes the ambassador program valuable for you as a brand, but what makes the shopper feel valued and what makes them likely to actually do something? Yes. I mean, it's crazy to me. I see, and we all know this, you can go to just about any e-commerce site right now. And if I put my email address in, I'm going to get a 15%, 20% discount. Yeah. Like it, it's nothing, right? But some of those very same brands will say, there's no way I'm going to give my ambassadors a 20% discount. It's like, what? Why, why would you not do that? Because it right. can be so bad. Like just, you have to be able to look at your program and say, I would be super excited if someone made this offer to me. And if that's the case, chances are that they're going to be very excited to join your program. And it, you figure out what you want to do for your program. And from there, just put a footer in your website and say, join our program, get people to start engaging with you because engagement is key in all of this. And you have to be able to continually give your customers, your ambassadors, things to do. Yeah. And, and who, who does this really well? Like who, who should we go pay attention to maybe, you know, get on their email list to kind of see how they're running their ambassador program? Kyle, there's, there are so many brands I think that do this well, um, a lot and they do it for different reasons and for different motivations. And so you'll, you'll find different things when you look at some of these different brands. Um, meaning there are some brands that their sole purpose of an ambassador program is going to be to drive sales and revenue. Ultimately, that's always like a goal of everyone, right? But like they're meticulously tracking it. They're trying to find out like, great, who's using referral codes, who's using discount codes. What are, what are the revenues actually look like? There's other brands that their number one goal is just, we want to be able to generate a lot of UGC. We need that user generated content uh, for our own marketing purposes. Um, And they're going to run a program very, in a very different manner than someone who's trying to, to drive revenue as their primary goal. And then there's others that are just trying to create general awareness. Like, look, we just yeah. need people posting. We want, we want to look at like our, our reach on social. And so all, all three of those scenarios, they're all ambassador programs, but depending on what the goal is, they're going to have something different out of, out of every single one of those. But there's, there's, all of the big brands are doing this now. Yeah. Um, and they have teams that are dedicated to it as well. Because I will say this, an ambassador program is not a, like it, it requires work. It's not something that you can just say, cool, like I right. started an ambassador right. program and now yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's just going to take off. It's you have to put in a ton of effort on your end. I mean, multiple hours every week where you're coming up with, okay, what do I want my ambassadors to do? For the, right. for the month, at least. Like you have to have a, a, a plan in place, just like you'd have a marketing calendar you need to right. have 
and it's even better if it aligns with your marketing calendar, an ambassador calendar where it's like, here's all of the different types of actions I want people to do. And you and it can be simple things too, where you, you take all the different technologies that are out there and you say, cool, I want my ambassadors to be leaving me reviews. I want them liking and commenting on my brand's social posts. I want them, you know, liking and commenting or, or sharing some of my ambassadors posts. Uh, I want them posting at least once a month. Um, and you can give them ideas of things to post about and, and they make it authentic because it's usually just throughout like what they would normally doing in their, in their regular life. So if you can, if you can take the time to create a good ambassador program, it will, it will pay huge dividends for you. And it just supports everything else that you're doing. Totally makes sense. And you know, what's interesting is, is even if you look at this, like, Hey, even in the beginning, this may be more of a loyalty program, right? Like we're, we're getting, we're getting our ambassadors to buy more and then everything else, like it's, it's it's all going to grow as you go. But I think there's a few things that work there, right? If I'm an ambassador and I'm out talking about your brand and I'm talking about why I like it and I'm posting and I'm liking stuff, the first person that I'm selling on that is me. I'm reaffirming to myself why I love this brand, which means I'm probably going to buy more. Also, there's there's this this law of consistency, right? If we say yeah. we're into something, if we say this is important, then we want our actions to line up with that. And so I think that leads to more purchases. Also, hey, we've got a little justification, right? It's easy to say to our spouse, like, hey, this is, I'm an ambassador now. Like, I've, I've got to I've fulfill right. my duty. <laughs> i got to buy these yoga pants or whatever, yeah. whatever uh, to, to make this work. And so, yeah. yeah, really interesting. Yeah, and it's funny that you said that about... Um, loyalty because I think that there are some similarities. I was, I was just thinking yeah. about it the other day when I was saying like lines are blurred. Ambassadors, right. it's almost yeah. like a loyalty program, but rather right. than asking your ambassadors to just keep buying more and then they're going to get more credit, it's just we want you to talk about our brand more. And yeah, we'll give you, more yeah. you don't even have to buy it more. Just start talking about it more, but naturally, yeah. naturally you're going to buy more. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Let's talk about ambassadors and ads. So how do those two work together to make your ads better? Well, I think the biggest thing is um, you can't talk about those two things without recognizing the importance of user-generated content and all of that stuff. And you'll see there's more and more brands. In fact, there was an article that came out uh, not too long ago about Yeti uh, specifically, going away from their traditional um, stock images and photography and using solely user-generated content. Awesome. And And I think that is really cool for all the reasons we talked about before with just how authentic that stuff actually is. But you you utilize your ambassadors, and like I just said, to align with your marketing calendar. And you, you say, okay, here are the different themes that we're focused on this month, or maybe it's this quarter. And get as much UGC as you can possibly get. And then you as a brand, you either boost that UGC, you use it um, for your own post. Because the other thing too, is that if you have a, a, a legitimate like ambassador program, you as a brand actually own, if someone you know signs the contract and becomes an ambassador with you, you say, hey, I'm going to give you this in exchange for it. Maybe it's it's, it's a discount, for example. Um, you get you own all of that UGC. Right. Um, whatever they posted, it's yours. You be, you're able to utilize it however you want. And you just get much better engagement uh, to, the, to the point that like I've seen many brands that have um, got so much more traction from utilizing their ambassadors content um, yeah. as a social post again, because people are scrolling through and they recognize that, Hey, here's, right. here's a real photo. This isn't like some, some advertisement, I guess. Um, and they'll, they'll stop and they'll look at it and they'll engage with it. And so the engagement rates are significantly 
higher. In fact, we see that on average, they'll raise by 25 to 30% just by utilizing your ambassador's content. Yeah. And it really becomes a, a content flywheel, right? You'll just, you'll just constantly have new content to test and use. And I know, especially the social platforms, Meta and Instagram, and certainly TikTok, they're content hungry and you got to, you got to feed the beast really hungry. more content. Uh, YouTube less so, but we still need new stuff on YouTube. And we look at, you know, UGC mashups or UGC to, to help highlight a point within a broader video. And so all kinds of use cases there. Yeah. Big believer in that. Um, yeah. Let's talk about, yeah, go, go ahead, Jeff. No, I just, one, one last thing. The other thing is like, you think of your marketing team, right? And no matter the size of your brand, you might have a one person marketing team. Uh, you might have a 10 person marketing team. But if you have someone who's focused on this area, it's if there's only one, let's call it one to 10 minds thinking about all of the different ways that you could advertise or market your product. When you engage with your ambassador team to do this sort of stuff, you now get hundreds of different ideas, thousands of different ideas, because they're going to think of it very differently. If it's like, hey, here's our theme. This is the overall arching you know, topic that we're trying to discuss. You'll get so many different and unique ideas that it's, that it's absolutely amazing. And we all know this too, that everyone's become a photographer. So even if you're talking about the nano or the micro influencer, the content's like the UGC is pretty good. It's not, I mean, it's, I'm not yeah. going to ever say it's influencer quality, um, but it's, it's really good. And totally. like I said before, there's brands out there that are opting for a less quality product in terms of the setup because it is authentic and that gets people to stop in their tracks. Yeah, love that so much. Uh, so let, let's kind of pivot a little bit here as we're, as we're kind of wrapping up. How does how does Get Roster work? How do you facilitate ambassador programs? How do you identify? How do you manage? How do you make the whole process easier? Yeah, I mean, so we've got we've got an awesome piece of software that makes makes life super super simple. We're we're custom built for ambassador programs, um, and we allow people to run everything. Your your affiliates, your ambassadors, your professionals, influencers, everything through through our platform. Um, but at the heart of what we do is we really try to automate the engagement process as much as possible because it's one thing to start. An ambassador program. It's another thing to keep those people continually doing something for you. The, the goal is to have your ambassadors doing something at least monthly for your brand. Um, they, they need to be doing something of value for your brand, the very least monthly. And sometimes people get excited about it and they, they come out of the gates and they're, they're gung-ho and they're doing everything you want them to do. Yeah. And after like a month or two, you kind of stopped coming up with ideas and you weren't yeah, yeah. as much because it's just, it's human nature. It's what we do. It, take, it so, takes work to keep that momentum, doesn't it? Otherwise, it it's just going to lose steam. Yeah. And so, you know, we have a lot of stuff in, in place that allows you to continually have reach out to your ambassadors, continually giving them things to do. You have, we have tons of different templates where you can almost put this in autopilot, not completely. I mean, you still have to do some things, but it's like, there's all the different ideas of things that you can do from an actions perspective, from a post perspective in order to keep them going. And then we just keep track of everything on the back end, so that you don't have to figure out who do I need to send product to? And um, who do I need to send a discount to or a, or a coupon code to, or any of those things. And so we provide you with, um, referral links um, or, or affiliate links. We provide you with the discount codes. We integrate with all of the different shopping carts out there and and just automate it as much as we possibly can. So it makes it super simple for brands to be able to run their ambassador programs. And what we'll find is that someone who's tried to do this manually in spreadsheets, a lot of people will come to us having done it in spreadsheets. We, we will save people 
30, 40 hours a week. I mean, we can we can essentially give someone their their life back and their job back so that they can focus on all of these other things because they can now automate it through software. It's just it's just software that's that's custom built for this sort of stuff. Everything that we just talked about from an ambassador stuff, you can do through the platform. And we've seen so many hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of brands do this and have amazing success through running their ambassador programs. And if so many of them have even said like, look, we were built on word of mouth. And for the first time, we were able to take control of the narrative and measure it as a result of roster. Yeah. So talk, talk a little bit about, before we talk about like how people can check it out and and stuff like that. How do you, how do you measure it? Cause that's an important piece. How are we measuring the impact of this? Yeah. So there's a couple of different ways that we do that. One is, one is just, um, from, from a brand awareness or from a, from an earned media value perspective, right? Like what does the reach look like across the board? How many likes, comments, shares, that sort of stuff are you getting from a social perspective? And then we utilize the same thing that, you know, this is not new at all. It's discount codes, it's referral links or affiliate links uh, to be able to see how often those are shared, how often they're clicked, um, how much revenue is coming through that particular link. So if I'm an ambassador and I say, hey, yeah, you should check this brand out, I can share my link and I can get credit for anything that happens through there. So I would say those are the two primary ways that we're tracking all of that information um, is, is through that. Makes sense. So for those who want to check it out and learn more, how can they do that? Just check out our website, getroster.com. Um, go there. Tons of, tons of really good content on there. Uh, give us a call. We're happy to give people a demo. Um, and at, at the end of the day, like it's, it's not a high-pressure situation. We love helping brands grow their businesses. It's what we're passionate about. Um, and you'll find that we'll, we'll share information with you. Sometimes it's like, hey, this might not be best for you. Maybe you're not ready for it. Um, it's, it's super low, low pressure. We're, we're just... For low pressure people um, overall, awesome. and we just want to help brands grow. I'm getting that vibe for sure. And so, hey, this is something I'm all fired up now, fired up for ambassador programs. And I, I see it all working together, right? Ambassador program, influencer marketing, your your standard social advertising, yeah. search advertising, and all of it can work together. And man, that that's that's really what yeah, it takes. And that's yeah, that's the key to D2C e-commerce, right? There's you're not gonna just find like one thing that you can do to grow to your, your e-commerce brand and to sustain growth. It's going to be the combination of a lot of little things executed well. And so Get Roster will help you do that. Uh, Kyle Froughton, ladies and gentlemen. Kyle, thanks for the time, man. Super yeah. fun and best wishes to you guys and excited to see you guys grow. Okay, sounds good, man. Thanks, we'll awesome. talk soon. Absolutely. And as always, thank you for tuning in. We'd love to hear from you. What would you like to hear more of on the show? Give us some ideas. Also, if you've not left that review on iTunes or wherever you consume the podcast, please do that. It makes my day, but also helps other people find the show. And with that, until next time, thank you for listening.